Hi, I'm Dr. Ted Spear, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshane, Kumasi. Today's message is a third part of our four-part series on our relationships with God. Today's message will focus on Christ our Lord and Master. Okay, today's message is the third message in a series of messages where we're discussing some different relationships that man can have with God. The first week we talked about the fact that every person is God's creature. He's the creator and we are his creatures. The second week we talked about the father-son relationship, that if we're born again, if we put our faith in Jesus Christ, God is our father and we're his child and there are benefits and responsibilities that go along with that. This week we're going to talk about a third relationship and I want to begin talking about this relationship by asking you a question. When we say the name Jesus, what title or titles are most often associated with that name? Think about it. What titles do you most often attach to the name of Jesus? I would suggest to you that the two titles that are most often associated with the name Jesus is Lord and Christ. The word Christ means anointed one. It's someone who has been anointed by God and been sent by God. It's the same word as Messiah. Jesus was the Messiah or the Christ, the one who was prophesied to come and take away the sin of man. The word Lord means master. It means supreme authority. A Lord is someone who has control over someone else. And most often when we talk about Jesus, we call him Lord. The word Lord is in the Bible over 8,000 times or almost 8,000 times. And almost every one of those talk about God being Lord. He is and wants to be the master of our life. He is Lord, I should say, and wants to be the Lord of our life. God is Lord no matter what we believe or don't believe. He is Lord. He is the supreme authority. But we, it is our job to make Him Lord of our life, to give Him rule in our life, for Him to become our master. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3, in verse 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. God wants more than to be our Creator. He wants more than to be our Father. But He wants us to grow in grace. To grow in our knowledge of Him and our service for Him. He wants to be our Lord. In... Acts chapter 9, we find a story of a man named Saul. This man Saul was a Jewish leader. He was someone of authority in the Jewish faith, and he was someone who had been given a task and the power to hunt down and to jail Christians who were preaching the message about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Saul was on his way to a city called Damascus one day. 
to hunt these Christian preachers. And as he was walking down the road, the Bible tells us that there shined around him a great light from heaven. And when this happened to Saul, he fell to the earth and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And this is what Saul said to him, or what he said to the voice. He said, who art thou, Lord? You see, Saul didn't even know yet exactly who he was talking to. He didn't know yet that it was the Lord Jesus Christ, but he knew whoever has the power to shine a great light around him and talk to him with this great voice from heaven, whoever that is, it's his Lord. It's someone that's greater than him. It's someone who has supreme power, and he addressed him as Lord. Jesus would identify himself to Saul and he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. That would be a life-changing event in the life of who we now know as the Apostle Paul. His name would go from Saul to Paul and he'd be, he would become the great servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us of another story and a man named Thomas, who was one of the 12 disciples of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that in John chapter 20, after Jesus had died on the cross and risen from the dead, he had appeared several times to his disciples. And he was with his disciples. And he said to Thomas, we know Thomas as the, the doubting disciple. He, he, the, we, we call people the doubting Thomas because Thomas doubted the resurrection. And Jesus said to him, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. He said that to Thomas. And Thomas answered Jesus this way. He said, My Lord and my God. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 5, chapter 12, and verse 8, 8, speaking of Jesus, Jesus speaking in this verse, he said, For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. Jesus said, I'm Lord. I'm the Lord of the Sabbath day because I created it. In Matthew chapter 15, one of my favorite stories in all of the Bible. The Bible tells us of a, of a woman. In verse 22, it says this, Matthew 15, verse 22. Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. 
You see, this woman was a Canaanite. She was not a Jew. And when she asked the help of Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, he said to her, I was only sent to the lost house of Israel. Go away from me. And the Bible says she came and worshipped him in verse 25. And in verse 26 she said this. Or I, he said this. It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Jesus called this woman a dog. In any culture, being called a dog is an insult. But he, he referenced her. He said, look, I don't, I don't give my bread to dogs. And this is how the woman responded. She said, truth, Lord, true, it's true, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. This woman had great faith. And even when God pushed her away, when even the Lord Jesus Christ said, look, I don't give my bread to dogs, she said, it's true, and she still called him Lord. And she said, but even dogs eat of the crumbs of the master's table. She said, you can call me a dog, but you're still my master. That pleased him. It demonstrated the faith of this woman. It demonstrated the understanding of this woman. You see, it was a test, and she passed the test. And she submitted herself as a servant to the Lord, and it pleased God. In Matthew chapter 20 and verse 30, Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus passed by, they cried out and they said, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 42, Jesus gives us a command. He says, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. It's great to have a Savior. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to have a Father. It's a wonderful thing to look out at all of God's creation and to worship Him as a Creator. But that's not enough for God. He wants more than that. He wants to be Lord. And when God comes back, when Christ comes back to get us, He is not coming with the title of Savior. He is coming with the title of Lord. He is coming as a king. He is coming as a ruler. He is coming as a master. He is our Lord, whether we acknowledge it or not. But His will, his desire is that we choose Him to be our Lord. His will is that we submit to Him as His servants. The great Apostle Paul, when he was writing his letter to the, Rome, to the Romans, the Roman church, the church at Rome, he introduced himself in verse number one. He said, Paul, 
a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. The title of apostle was an honored position. It was a position that only 13 men held. He was one of them. He didn't introduce himself first as an apostle, but first as a servant of Jesus Christ. Paul understood who his Lord was, and he fundamentally understood that he was a servant. He introduced himself the same way in the book of Titus, Paul, a servant of God. I believe that if you study what the disciples most often addressed Jesus as, you would find that they called him Lord. And we are to not worship in word only as God's children, but we're to worship in deed. We're to worship through our actions, meaning we're to worship our Lord by serving Him. You see, many people call Him Lord. They refer to Him as Lord, but that is not pleasing to our Lord if our actions don't come along with it. It can be quite insulting. It would be like, uh, a man or a, a woman referring to their spouse, oh, that's my husband, oh, that's my husband. But every time she says that, the husband thinks, I wish you would treat me as a husband. You call me husband, but you don't serve me as a husband. You don't honor me as a husband. Our words are often empty because they're not backed up with our deeds and our obedience. And may we not be a people who always going around the Lord Jesus Christ, oh, the Lord this and the Lord that, and oh, Lord, give me this, and oh, Lord, help me, without having the action of truly making him our master. You see, the word Lord means the one who is in control. And if he's not in control of your life, be very careful how you use that word. May we not just get the title correct, but may we yield ourselves servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, a few days ago, I was talking to the Lord, I was praying, and I was asking Him for His help. And to be specific, I was asking Him to help my mother, to strengthen my mother. And I thank God I got a message um, this morning, early this morning, that my mom would be going home from the hospital yesterday. I thank God for that. And as I was praying for my mom, it, 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 the thought came to my mind. I said, you know, my prayers are often, often about me and for me. And that I should not simply be asking for my needs, but I should be asking my Lord for His desire. God, what do you want? What do you want your will to be? I, I was talking to the Lord this morning about something I don't want to do. And I said, you know what, Lord, I don't want to do that, but if it's your will, I, I will do it. Make it clear to me. Make it plain to me. 
And it's sad that oftentimes we talk to God as a father. God, uh, Father, I need this. Father, I need that. Father, give me this. But we seldom talk to him as a Lord and master. What do you want, Lord? What should I do, Lord? What do you want me to do with my life? God, I, I want to be a doctor, but what do you want? I want to be a businessman, but what do you want? See, that's the tragedy. That, that, that's sadly how how little we know God when we treat him as a father but we don't talk to him as a Lord I want to conclude with this do you know anyone who is a servant to anyone else if you do, there's one way you know that they are a servant to someone else. You know that they serve someone else because you see them serving. And people should see us serving and know that we are the servants of God. I was teaching the book of Romans recently in my Bible college. And if you're looking for a good Bible college, we have one, and I am the main instructor, and I'd love to have you in our classes. But I was teaching the book of Romans, and I was teaching my students that, that in the first eight chapters of Romans, there are three major sections of the book. The first section is in chapters 1, 2, and 3. And we can summarize that entire section of the Bible by saying that it describes the sinful condition of man. The second major section of the book of Romans is chapters, the end of chapter 3 and chapter 4. We can summarize that portion of the book by saying that it describes the righteousness of God without the works of the law. The third major section of the book of Romans is chapter 5 through chapter 8, verse 39. We can describe that section of the book of Romans as the victorious Christian life. You see, God wants sinful man to be saved by faith in Jesus Christ. But then he doesn't want it to end there. He wants us to realize there's more. There's more to the Christian life than just knowing God as a creator and a father. But we're to make him Lord. We're to know him as our master. In chapter 6 of Romans, the Bible tells us in verse number 19 that we're to yield our members, servants to righteousness unto holiness. God is saying, listen, you were a sinner, for all have sinned. But Jesus Christ came and died for you and rose from the dead, and you learned in chapter number 4 of the book of Romans that I would make you and give you righteousness if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. But in chapter 5, I taught you there's more than that. And now what I'm telling you is this. I don't want you just to be my child. I want you to be my servant. Yield yourselves servants 
to the Lord Jesus Christ. I remind you that the Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3 that the commands of God are not grievous. If you make Jesus Lord in your life, if you make him master in your life, you will never regret it. The greatest thing you can be in life is a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. May I never be guilty of being just a pastor. May I never be guilty of being just a child of God. May I never be guilty of just being a husband to my wife, Elizabeth. May I never be guilty of just being a father to my children. But may I be known as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. May I in my actions and in my deeds and in my living, people identify me as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the supreme being. He is the creator and the Lord, whether you like it or not, whether you acknowledge it or not. But if you will acknowledge it and you will submit to him, you'll be happier, you'll be fulfilled, you'll find peace, and you'll find purpose in life. Those who serve themselves and those who pray to God only that God would give them what they want and not what he wants are missing out on so much of what God wants us to have. The life of the believer is to be the life of a bond slave, someone who dedicates their life to serving God as a slave. He is the master, I am his servant, his bond slave slave by choice are you the servant of the lord jesus christ or are you just his child do you relish in the fact that you can't go to hell because of his eternal life that he gave to you by faith without works but yet you don't offer your life to serve him don't be that person rise up and understand that the God of the universe, the one who made you, wants to be your Lord. And there's no life like it. There's no blessing like it. Make him the master of your life. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. If you don't know for sure that if you died you'd go to heaven, please contact us. We want to help you. Please watch us on our YouTube channel, Fundamental Hour. You can find us. You can find all of these sermons on our YouTube channel, and please communicate with us. Call us, message us on our WhatsApp, contact us on our social media platforms. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know how we have been a blessing to you, and we'd like to know if you have any questions or if there's something you need from us. Thank you, and God bless you.